You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. I want to play just a little bit of... um... A little bit of audio, uh, Beth. The, the the audio that we recorded in in the hotel when we got back from the first uh, from the from the airport, and and you were telling the story of of the credible threat, the very first credible threat that we were aware of that right. um, uh, that we got intel on the ground. Um, that ISIS kind of well. Let me play this first, and then and then I want to get your, your reaction to it. Again, this is uh, if you're listening. This is on off of my cell phone, so please forgive any um, audio quality issues. But this this was it was so by the seat of your pants reporting. We did everything we could to record every moment that we could. Uh, so here's Beth recounting our um, our first um, well, let's call it speed bump. Yeah, tell me about the, um, tell me about what the, uh, the refugee camps, how they, they've gotten a hold of their cell phones. So, um, we've gotten intel that uh, ISIS has gotten hold of some of the cell phone numbers of the families that are in the refugee camp, and they have been calling them over the last few days and threatening them that if they are to evacuate, if they're to leave this country, that they will take it out on their families or them. And they have threatened um, uh, ground attacks um, and um, uh, IEDs. And um, so obviously some of the families are a little bit nervous and it's made everybody just a little bit nervous on getting out of here. Um, It's still on at this moment. The evacuation is still on as of right now. So we'll just kind of have to see how that goes. I'm gonna pause that right there. I want, Beth, I want you to give me your, when we when we when we got that information, what what was going through your head? Well, when we first got the, some information, was actually in Qatar. Uh, we were uh, getting trying to get the rest between the twelve hour flight and the the next flight, and then we get, we talked to some security who gave us some information that there was some credible threats, and almost called the whole trip off. Glenn considered calling everything off because um, he didn't want to put you know, anybody in danger, but, but, you know, he asked us to make our own decisions. So everybody came together and said, we were still going to move forward. Uh, to be honest, I was, I was scared. It was, um, you know, th- there were real threats. There were threats, not only from ISIS, but also the Russians were, were threatening, uh, the Turkish army and, and we were not very far from that border. They were threatening missile attacks there. So there was both of those things going on at the same time. But then when we found out that, that there were threats that were directly related to the evacuation, it got it got very serious very quick. Now, the vehicles that we were that we were traveling and security personnel that uh, that accompanied us, they were it was all a bit intimidating. Uh, yes. When we got to the, the hotel, there were armed guards at the hotel as as. I, I can obviously give the the perspective from a uh, a man's standpoint, but tell me, as a woman, what it what it felt like because this is a country that does not look favorably or does not um, 
certainly does not look at everyone equally. And as a, as a woman, how true. do you feel? Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. I mean, um, I have been fortunate to be raised in the United States, you know, and, and in a family that has taught me that, you know, as long as you work hard, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, you can do whatever you want, you know, and, and I have worked in industries over the years that are predominantly male, but have, have done very, fairly well in them and have never felt like any, I was discriminated against at all for being a woman. But you go to that country and you realize that it is a totally different thing that, um, you know, you're not even considered human if you're a woman in that country. And so, therefore, you know, there, there are completely different safety risks um, for men than there are women there. there. There are safety risks for everyone, but women in particular, you know, they, they will kidnap and sell into slavery they, because the women are property and not people over there. So um, it, it is interesting. You know, our security team was really good, um, and they were very cordial and very nice, but they were very warning about, you know, proper behavior. Now, the area where we were in, um, in particular, was a little bit more westernized, so it was, you know, not like, like the, I didn't feel the need to wear, you know, scarf on my head and all that stuff, but but still, it's, it's, it's totally different than it is here, and you know, uh, sticking together over there, I, I don't believe it, it is all safe for a woman to travel without a man in that area. Well, and the the one thing I noticed, and I'd said this to several people on the trip, was that if you looked around and you took the words off of the buildings, you took the signs away from the buildings, you could be in a borough in New York. It looked... Well, and actually, one of our shooters said that, that in a couple of places it reminded him of areas in Brooklyn um, because they're, you know, but, but, but the rundown areas of Brooklyn. Uh, right. Erbil was fascinating in, in the fact that it had been a very um, wealthy city. Uh, their economy had been booming a couple of years ago, but in that area of the world, unlike the United States, um, if the capital city of the country decides it wants the money of another city, it just takes it, which is what happened there. And so this town that had been, uh, you know, inventing itself or reinventing itself to be a, a travel destination, ironically. You wouldn't think of Iraq as a travel destination, but that's what mm. they were they were trying to do. Um, all these Americanized hotels were going up, and then uh, Baghdad decided they wanted their money, and so they took it. And so now there are empty buildings everywhere. And, and ironically, that is one of the reasons Erbil became where a lot of the Christians fled to, because there were empty buildings for them to to seek shelter in until they found a place to go. They would literally come to the city, and they would find an empty building, and, and there were plenty to, to find, obviously. The, 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 the closest thing that I can relate it to is Las Vegas right now. If you are familiar at all with Las Vegas in the way that there are buildings uh, half-constructed and, and left that way, there are, there, there are concrete shells, steel shells, that is what Erbil reminded me of, and these Christians would, in fact, simply go into these buildings, which they're not so much on the whole safety and the OSHA aspect over there. Uh, you, you don't find no, the same really rules not. and restrictions. You don't find any no, and, and rules. One of the things I noticed, it happened to, to, to rain and sleet a little bit while we were there. I, I kind of laughed because, you know, in America— 
everybody's got the security stuff. You know, there's there's the um, the texturized on all the steps. There's you know that handrails everywhere, not over there, and everything mm-hmm. was slick. It was like you know just 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 you're responsible for your own actions, and if you fall down and go to the hospital, that's your problem. It's yeah. not. You know, it, it's it's totally different there. Um, but yeah, then again, you see a McDonald's, so it's kind of weird. That was the strange thing. It it felt that's I think what made it so surreal is to see things that were familiar. And as the um, the head of our our security team told us on more than one occasion, awareness awareness is the is the key word of the day. He would say, and the fact is. It was very, very easy to let your guard down because some things seem so familiar. Yeah, and, and he said to me on more than one occasion, you know, do not get a false sense of security. Um, you know, you you are where we went, which in itself was kind of ironic. Where we went was the Christian area of town because that's where they are seeking refuge. And to them, to the Christians in this particular area of town, they were safer. Um, it's only 50 miles away from where they were run out of their homes by ISIS. Um, a lot of them walked that whole distance to get to this area to safety because, you know, they were driven away without cars and everything else. Um, and you would ask them, you know, do you feel safe? And, and they would answer that they did feel safe there, but yet they all knew the threat. You know, there, there, was, there was a fence around the church and the camp where they were. Um, there was, you know, barbed wire at the top of it. There um, were security guards that checked every car that came in and out, not only checking them, you know, just asking to, to who the driver was, but, you know, with the, with the mirrors underneath to make sure there were no bombs and that sort of thing. So every day that, that they lived their lives here, they were safer than where they came from, but there was always the threat that somebody would walk in there with an explosive vest or with a car bomb or something to that nature. You don't think about that every day in the United States. You couldn't trust your own eyes. That was the that was the thing, and it was it was exhausting, quite honestly. And the 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 how these people handled it on a day to day basis is beyond me because I just it was very, it was a very emotional it was an emotional roller coaster. Um, and we're we're going to take a break here in just a second. But when we when we come back. Um, we from the hotel we traveled to a couple of the the camps they don't want to be called camps they're centers um sister diana's and also father douglas's uh, uh center and uh beth when we come back i want you to tell the story of rita um she's one of the refugees who was um uh, able to leave and i want to talk about the story of her family and the fact that they lived in a container that was maybe eight feet wide, mm-hmm. maybe maybe 15 feet long, it was tiny. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. 